Step 4. Inventory. Week 6, Day 4. Love and Gratitude. The opening prayer for this lesson is, God, help me to respond to the great love you have shown me. All sin is offensive to God and leads to death. Yet no sin defines who you are in Christ. Understanding and accepting both God's view of sin and how he sees you greatly influences how you respond to God's love. In fact, it's a matter of life and death. Some of you have caused great damage to yourself and others because you were engaged in sinful behaviors that are despised by society. You may have experienced criminal consequences or faced rejection from people who define you by these sinful actions. Alternatively, you may have been trapped in sinful patterns that are accepted and praised by culture, materialism, body image, workaholism, etc. Regardless of how society sees your inventory, for you to be well, you must understand sin and yourself as God does. Luke 7 verse 38 to 50 says, One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man was a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain money lender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, You have judged rightly. Then, turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this? Who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The Pharisees were a part of the ruling class in Israel and considered the religious elite. Well respected by the Jewish people, Pharisees viewed the Old Testament law as God's word, but also equally valued oral traditions. They were strict keepers, defenders, and interpreters of God's law. Foot washing. The use of sandals made it necessary to wash feet repeatedly every day. This was always done when entering a house. It was a good sign of hospitality and good manners to perform this duty to a visitor. At an early date, this service was considered one of the lowest tasks of servants. If done voluntarily by a host, it was a sign of complete devotion. Denarius or denarii, a silver Roman coin worth about a day's pay for labor. This is a fantastic story of God's forgiveness demonstrating how a broken, contrite heart responds to its Savior. 
The Pharisees, the religious and political elite of the day, invited Jesus to a party. At dinner, a known sinner, likely an adulteress or a prostitute, crashed the party and began weeping at Jesus' feet, washing his feet with her tears and drying them with her hair. Pharisees believed deeply in separating themselves from unclean people. They tried to remain holy on the outside. Holy is defined as distinct, separate, in a class by oneself. Entire freedom from moral evil. Absolute moral perfection. They would even cross the street to avoid walking past known sinners. When the party host Simon saw this sinner touching Jesus, he was horrified. He determined that Jesus was not who he claimed to be. In verse 39, Simon judged Christ and this woman based upon his own view of holiness. God, however, sees and is concerned for what is inside the heart. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Knowing Simon's judgment, Jesus tells a story of two forgiven debtors to teach the relationship between forgiveness and love and the importance of seeing yourself as God sees you. Jesus contrasts how Simon's view of himself and the woman's view of herself changed their responses to the Messiah. The woman saw self as an unworthy debtor in need of forgiveness. Simon saw self as self-righteous, little need of forgiveness, not like other sinners. The woman saw Jesus as a savior worthy of devotion. Simon saw Jesus as a teacher. The woman responded to Jesus with humility, love, service fit for a slave. Simon responded to Jesus with no courtesy, judgment, denial of his claims. The woman, in reality, was a great debtor in need of much forgiveness. Simon, in reality, was a great debtor in need of much forgiveness. The woman's faith in Christ saved her. Verse 50. Simon's faith in himself left him forgiven little. The woman left the party as a forgiven child of God, saved eternally, free to love and serve out of gratitude. Simon left the party, still in his sins, in God's eyes a greater debtor than the woman. It is not noted in the Bible if Simon later had a change of heart about who Jesus was. Jesus came to rescue sinners. We are all sinners in need of forgiveness. In Luke 5 verse 32, Jesus said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In John 3, verse 17 to 18, Jesus said, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Those who judge themselves and others based upon their own standards are either self-righteous or self-condemning. God's standard is Christ. Seeing our sins set against Jesus' righteousness, we realize our desperate need for forgiveness. The more we realize the great debt Christ paid for us, the more we love and serve Him with humility and gratitude. Inventory is an opportunity to see more clearly the depth of God's love for you. When you contrast all your sins against God's holy standard, Christ, you realize that God has a lot to forgive. You finally understand the massive debt that Christ paid for your soul. And if you have accepted Christ as your Savior, you will better appreciate what Jesus did for you. In love, Christ paid in full the debt of your sins with his own blood.
answer this question. Question one, is there anything that you have left off your inventory? If so, write it and ask God to give you the courage to add it to your inventory. Finally, as you consider the story from Luke 7, realize that God chose you. The Pharisees were passionate students of God's law who spent their lives trying to live righteously. Most of society saw them as righteous people, including the Pharisees themselves. Yet, Jesus called the Pharisees blind guides. They could not see their own sin or recognize the Messiah in Jesus. Simon did not recognize the Messiah because of his self-righteousness. In John 6, verse 65, Jesus said, No one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. The Father chose to reveal Jesus to the woman, a sinner judged by the world, not to Simon the Pharisee. In mercy, God gave her sight to see her great debt and drew her to respond to the Savior. If you have recognized yourself as a sinner in need of a Savior, and God has drawn you to respond to Jesus' offer of eternal life by faith, God has granted you the same favor as the woman. God has chosen you. Take time to answer these questions now. Question 2. In what ways have you grown in the knowledge of God's grace since coming to regeneration? Question 3. What are you grateful for since coming to regeneration? List two things. Question 4. How can you respond to God with gratitude for what Christ has done for you? List two responses. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, thank you for choosing me. Show me how you want me to respond with my life to your love. Now it's time to take action. Begin to work on Footprint 4, my gratitude list, explained on day 6 of this week.